Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 51. This week on the episode, I've got a great conversation with Nick Rosen, who is also known as Sloan. Sloan is the moniker he's using for his solo project, um, He's got a new EP getting ready to drop this coming Friday, October the 30th, called Too Young to be Lonely. Um, It's a great little six-song EP. Uh, I think it'll really let people kind of experience who he is and kind of the style that he has, Uh, some of his songwriting ability and whatnot, obviously, as well. These songs are are really um, just beautifully put together. Nick has a background in music direction. Um, so knowing really how to construct just awesome, uh, musical structure is, is definitely something that he's very capable of. Um, but yeah, we talked about all kinds of things, the new EP, uh, his roots in, the punk scene out in L.A., uh, transitioning into a jazz musician um, and a jazz lover. Um, we also talked about what it's like to finally do his own music. As a music director, he's pretty much always written songs for other people or helped on you know other people's music, and now he's able to put out his own stuff. Um, talked about his inner darkness to some degree. Uh, We talked a little bit about like depression and things like that and how he copes with it and his belief system through uh, Buddhism. And it was a really, really awesome, candid moment and conversation that he was willing to have with us on that. Um, We didn't get super deep into it, but I'm sure we're going to have Nick on the show again Uh, And maybe we'll get a little deeper into that if that's something people are interested in. For now, though, I really want you guys to check out this episode. Uh, This conversation with Sloan is, again, just a really great conversation. Um, And you definitely need to check out his EP. Uh, He's got a ton of music on Spotify already. Um, I say a ton. He's released kind of an instrumental album uh, that he did without the label's permission, uh, as well as this EP that's dropping and a few other things that are floating around out there if you want to find them. But let's jump into my conversation with Sloan. Cool. So uh, what we'll start off with, I, I do kind of open with the same question every time, and that is just tell people, you know, who, who we're talking to, your name, kind of a little bit of background, and, and what got you started in music. Mm-hmm. Well, my name's uh, Sloan. Well, the artist name's Sloan. My real name's Nick. It's not, I don't like hide my real name. Um, my real name's Nick Rosen. I'm... Uh, I'm from LA. Uh, I kind of got my start in music 
Well, I grew up kind of, and if I'm being long, I, I, uh, I grew up in the punk scene, um, and I grew up like super in the punk scene in L.A., just little idiot punk bass player until I was about 16 when I got um, really into jazz. And I always say that like the jazz scene of L.A. saved my life. And I got really into jazz and I just kind of started playing with like, I don't know if you know, like um, Kamasi Washington or some of the great jazz guys out right now. Like, yeah. we, we just kind of grew up together. Like a lot of these, yeah, like a lot of these like great jazz guys. Um, and I was just really lucky to get to look up to all these people in LA. And then I just kind of stayed in LA and, you know, became, I guess, a studio musician and have kind of made my living doing like music that's what I do and I love it and this project is I was signed to a label um, about a decade ago for like jazz mm -hmm. but this is the first time I'm, re I'm really singing and doing my own songs as a project the Sloan project yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, as a former band kid myself, you know, jazz has always held kind of an interesting spot in the music scene where either people love it or they hate it. Like, it is one of the most polarizing genres of music. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just feel like music is the perpetual pursuit to try to communicate clearer. Right. And I feel, right. I feel like... Jazz. I mean, I love it. I, you know, I, I have Albert Eiler. Do you know who he is? Like a free jazz saxophone player. I feel um, like I've heard the name. He, he's like one of whatever. He was like the guy that pushed. Him. Yeah, he he like pushed John Coltrane to go a little more free. Pharaoh Sanders. But uh, he was like very avant-garde. I just hear freedom. I have him tattooed down my arm because like I just love freedom when I listen to jazz, mm -hmm. and I love the expression, and I love. So for me, it's like. I always wanted to strive for that freedom yeah. and that, like, that honesty of expression. I, I don't feel like I'm even there yet um, by a lot, but I um, that's why I love jazz so much. I gravitate towards it. I just, you know, it's like, I just, when I was like this weird kid who was like super depressed and had a hard time, still have a hard time connecting with my body, myself, something about jazz really grounds me. And, you know, so it's like while my music is, I, I guess pop, pop music right now, I guess, whatever, for lack of better term, I, I hope that that spirit comes through of trying to find and experience some kind of freedom, you know? Um, and that's why jazz will always be like the, a huge part of my life. I still practice jazz all the time. So like I can also keep my brain fresh and I can just kind of like be able to communicate with people when I'm on my instruments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think for me, jazz is, you know, speaking of the freedom and whatnot, it's one of the few musical genres that it truly feels like every instrument has truly its own part. And then it all comes together to make one bigger project. Whereas, you know, a lot of pop songs or, or any that. other music genre, everything is written as a small piece to this, this one part versus jazz being more expanded, I feel like. Yeah, expansive and expanded are good words, huh? I think, um, I love that, man. You just made me, like, think about a lot. And I love how, yeah, the instruments paint pictures. And that's kind of how I'm trying to think, too. Like, you know, how do I say that? Like, everything kind of sitting in a picture together, you know, where it's, like, all the right colors or 
things that just feels great. So with my songs, the Sloan songs, I'm trying to think like, what things can I put in there to support each other to hopefully make the vocal or what I'm trying to say, you know, expand and grow the best it can, you know? Yeah. Um, so thank you for saying that word. That was great. Um, yeah, for sure. I think it's... Um it's kind of a, a dumb thing, but uh, I've been watching a lot of Bob Ross lately, and it's kind of like, you know, when Bob Ross is painting a picture, uh, you've got, like, the mountains in the back, but then he's always talking about, okay, well, we're going to bring in these trees and bushes, and, like, at first you're like, well, that's stupid. You don't need them. You have the mountains. But then when he finishes, you're just like, oh, yeah, no, that totally all makes sense now, and I can see what you were going for. I love that. Yeah, I've been I've been slowly learning. I don't do it, but I've been learning more about like the visual medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a collaboration. I, I can't state yet that I'll be releasing a song with a visual artist who also is a great singer. Um, but it's just really been helping my music too. Um, just learning about painting and the way colors are and the way honestly i mean such a different level as far as seeing things on such a real level that i'm trying to experience or say in my head so yeah. it's, it's i love that and yeah i think um in a in a interview is for you. <laughs> right right and i think you know correct me if i'm wrong but you know what people i don't think a lot of people think about is how powerful your mind is and that audio experience really can you know put images in your head and i think that's exactly what you're you're saying is you know learning kind of from that visual aspect how can i trigger that through music and and lyrics yeah absolutely i mean i i used to volunteer i mean i still do not in the same context volunteer with kids and i would do this thing where i would play them different music, like everything from like Metallica to Charlie Parker. And I would have them close their eyes and just draw, like not think about what they're drawing, just move their hand to try to feel the music and try to feel, experience what the music was conducting the emotion, you know? Um, And just really interesting to kind of see what different things bring out of different things, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the the EP coming up. Um, you've got Too Young to okay. Be Lonely dropping this, this coming Friday, which will be October the 30th. Uh, this episode will go yep, up yep. on Wednesday, so just a few days before that uh, EP drops. Um, so let, let's talk awesome. a little bit about, you know, it's a, it's a six-song EP. Let's talk a little bit about the, the motive behind it. What made you decide... Like you said just a little bit ago, this is really kind of the first project where you're making songs on your own, under your own name and everything. Uh, what made you decide to take that leap? Because that's not an easy task to to do. Well, yeah. Last year, at the top of last year, I was writing. I'm always writing and doing music. Um, a friend of mine, Thomas, um, he and his partner bill had a label have a label called side one dummy mm-hmm. um and they were got some fun to do a new imprint called atoned which is what i'm signed to currently um and uh they hit me up they're like hey dude you're always working with a ton of bands um can you just send us anyone you think is cool we we're doing a new imprint you know yeah and i was like sure man so i sent them like 30 30 things 
one of the things being Old Hands New Faith, the song that I released last year. Mm -hmm. And they're like, man, we love this. We'll, we'll buy this. And I was like, dang, all right, shit. I don't, I got, I kind of got to fake it because I don't even have a thing right now. Right. So I basically just kind of like came up, came up with a project. And the first Sloan EP, it was all, um, other people singing on the songs except for that one song because I was basically taking songs that I had written for other things that to be honest hadn't gone for other things and repurposing them to be for this so this new EP now the Too Young one is the first one they're all songs for me to sing other than the one that's clearly not me singing right <laughs> uh, yeah that was obvious but thank you yeah no um, and th I think that's really cool that like it goes back to as much as we all hate the saying, you know, you kind of fake it till you make it. You know, I think that plays in perfectly with here's something that I maybe you didn't really think was going to have a shot. And then it takes off, you know, it hits them just right. And it's like, oh, shit, now I have to do it. Like, I have to get to that level. A million percent. I mean, I struggle with self-confidence on such a deep level. And like, I mean, I'm sure like most artists develop like what's the best way to say because it's deeper than self-confidence it's like fucking like am i good enough do i even do like fuck am i even am i faking everything yeah like i'm so it's like for me this project is really difficult because it's like um, do i know how to do music do i am i good at this can i write songs by myself can i sing them does anyone fucking care do i care do i like i mean seriously like yeah like what i just told you was like two seconds in my brain daily and but I'm really proud of myself for this new EP because it's like, fuck, man. And I'm saying, fuck, man, like me, the right. man. Um, like, get, get, get out there, dude. You have stuff to say, man. You write music. You, you, are, you are good at this. Like, you know, it's like me talking to myself. And so I'm, whatever happens with this EP, I don't even care. I mean, sure, I, I do care. But, like, I'm, I, I just feel like it's a victory. Right. Like, fuck, I did it, you know? Yeah, it, it, I think, plays in a little bit to kind of like an imposter syndrome, right? Like, okay, now I'm I'm here, I'm in a little bit of spotlight, but do I deserve any of this, you know? Like, what did I, what makes me different? Why am I here? Um, and then, like you said, oh, but at the oh. same time, it's, it's that victory of, fuck yeah, I did this, you know? Like, I've got an EP out, I can, I can oh. put my name on that and say, this is me. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, it's still not my name and I'm wearing a mask, but... Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, so yeah, I'm very, like you just said, man, I'm very just kind of like zen about it at this point and like, you know, stoked that I did it and I'm grateful that it, the Sloan Project has now now become a thing, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I, I think that was like a weird sideways answer to your question, but... <laughs> no, I think I think it works and I think, you know... For I always say kids. I'm only 35, so I'm kind of a kid myself, depending on who's who's talking to me. But like, you know, for kids that are getting into the industry and stuff, I think the important part to take away from that little story there is that, you know, if you don't put it out there, if you don't try it, what could have been? You know, like living with the regret of would I have been good enough? Could I have done it better? is so much heavier than putting it out there and it maybe not doing as well as all time low or, you know, Taylor Swift, like, duh. Yeah. But it's also like, also not judging, like not killing everything because the thing is 
we never know once you make art it's not yours in the sense that other people experience it right so you don't know what other people's experiences anyway you know a fucking one depressed kid hears a song that i released called down from here that's like pretty honest about me being pretty depressed you know mm -hmm. um and maybe connects with it and feels something like fuck then it's all worth it then they had a great experience you know yeah yeah, I just talked with uh, Mike Hennenberger about he has a book out called uh, Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. And it's this story about how he uh, basically was struggling at a time in his life. And I think this is your point, too, where, you know, he was super down and he just kept writing this this book, um, which is a real life story of, of his. And he said the same thing to me about, you know, towards the end, like, you know, at the time when I was writing it, it, it's this kind of depressive thing. Same with, with music, you know, I'm just getting my emotion out. But if one person picks up that book or hears that song and then decides not to do something terrible to themselves, like, isn't it all worth it at that point? Like, there's no, even oh. if you never hear about it, there's no better feeling than knowing you could have impacted somebody's life. Yeah, man, it's like... Well, I, you know, it's like I'm a fucking arrogant bastard and shit and like, but so it's like it's good to take it down and remember about that, you know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, man, fuck, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, and I think the other interesting thing you said about, you know, once you create art, it's yours until you put it out in the, in the universe, into the public or whatever. And again, Mike and I kind of had this conversation about like, when you hear a song and you're like, okay, that relates to me this way, you know, or this this lyric means this, even if the original artist didn't mean it that way, if that's what it means to you, that's all that matters because it's yours for interpretation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I just for fun during lockdown, I guess, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. we're fucking, whatever, <laughs> isolation, I made, a medita I made a meditation album that I put out of just strings and piano. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was like, fuck it, man. This seems, this is what I need. Maybe someone else needs it. I don't give a shit that it's like off brand. I didn't even ask my label. I just put it out. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like with no lyrics and whatnot, can it really hurt the brand too much? You know what I mean? Like, here's a a dream sequence of sorts, right? <laughs> yeah. Also, who cares? Right. I mean, I'm kind of at the point now where I don't care. I just if it if it's meaningful to me, that's my brand. Yeah, and I, I'm like, you know, I'm happy that my songs are starting to do well on Spotify and stuff. But also, I don't want to fucking make songs that are geared towards algorithms, so that it sounds like the new Lauv or Laney song and it'll trend really well. Right. I mean, some of my songs might sound like the new Lauv or Laney song, but it's not because I'm thinking that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, and I think you know that's that's a prime example of kind of your your punk rock roots, right? Like I I came from a lot of punk rock, pop punk, emo, all that stuff. And it's all about DIY and being authentic to yourself. And I think that's exactly what, what you're trying to do. Uh, are you there? Yeah. You got me? Okay. Locked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what I said, since you, it cut out, <laughs> um, I said, I think that goes back to the kind of the punk rock roots for you. And, you know, same for me on the pop punk and punk side, like being authentic to yourself is the most important part of anything. So yeah, maybe certain people don't think it's on brand for you, but as long as it resonates with you and it's a true, honest depiction of yourself, who cares? You know, like you said, it, it, what does it matter anymore? 
doesn't. I don't care. My brand is just being me. And I'm really excited to get more into that, you know? Um, like I said, one of the collaborations I have next year that I'm really stoked on is with this artist, Amrita, and just really great artist. And she's been um, kind of just blowing my mind as far as like what is possible with art and freedom. And we have like a cool little music project we're doing, but just been learning so much from different artists, you know, about fuck it. My brand is just me being great. Yeah. And what means is meaningful to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, through your music, you know, the singles that you you've put out that I've been able to check out. Um, I think something that you do that's, that's really cool is the transparency. Like it's very clear in all of your songs that it's not, Hey, the record wants you to sing about the, or, you know, the label wants you to sing about this, or we got this songwriter. So you're going to write this style of song. Like everything flows really well and, and just feels really honest and open. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, thank you. I don't know. I didn't really, I wish I, no, thank you. You're, you're <laughs> good, man. Um, let's dive into a, a couple of the tracks. So people have heard most oh, okay. of this EP, um, or hopefully have heard most of this EP. If not, they need to go check it out on yeah. Spotify or wherever right now. Um, um yeah. but Let's talk about um, Down From Here. That's uh, been one that really stuck out to me uh, when I okay. when I heard it. That one just kind of hit. You know what I mean? Mm. Wow. Yeah, that, 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 there's two songs that I wrote right after going to Burning Man last year. One being positive and one being a negative experience. Right. That one was kind of right after that. Um, that song was basically like, because I went to Burning Man with like... Um, you know, I, I was there to like do a job basically to like help P Diddy with his camp, like kind of set up some yeah. music. And it was all these like, it was all these like supposedly like cool, I don't know, like things or experiences that could have been. But I remember just being there being like, damn, I'm so depressed. I feel so disconnected from everyone. This isn't my scene. And I got back and I was like, dang, like, is there just something wrong with me? Am I just like fucked up that sometimes when I'm in these like seemingly cool situations, I just feel not okay and and um and i just started thinking that i'm if i'm at the top i can only come down from here mm-hmm. and and so then um my buddy ian or perry banks who i write a lot with um we just started thinking that and then just started thinking the idea that like yeah no matter where you go in the world if you're depressed you, the depression's going with you yeah you know it's like and I, and I feel like you know i've been fortunate to travel and I remember being in Italy one time, not not for work, just on a vacation or whatever, and having a legit like mental breakdown in Italy. Uh, where was it? In Sicily, just legit mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Well, shit, man! If you're if I'm in Sicily or whatever, which is like this beautiful place, and I'm having a mental breakdown, um, it's probably I need to solve this, whatever this is. And I mean, I have, and I I practice Buddhism and have gotten you know, really delving into my Buddhist practice and dealt with a lot of stuff, but um, that was what that song was coming from. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're you're spot on with the, you know, if you're, if you have depression that you haven't dealt with, or even if you are dealing with it, like, it, it's going to come out regardless of what's around you, you know, you could be yeah. at yeah. home in your yeah. living room watching a movie and, and by yourself, or in a crowd of 15,000 people, well, not anymore, but 
back in the day <laughs> in a crowd of 15,000 yeah. people and still feel like you're alone or you're battling whatever. Um, so I think it's it's an important topic to talk about. And, you know, I appreciate you being being candid about that. Um because, like, I think so many people assume kind of that, that same thought process that you said. Like, is there something wrong with me? Is it is it just me that's fucked up? And it's, it is, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's probably something you need to deal with, but you're not alone in that feeling of, of having these issues, yeah. you know? I mean, I know people in great bands that have, like, you know done really cool things and tried to commit suicide after doing them i mean i you know it's like it's really it's really intense and i think people don't really understand sometimes that artists first of all you're putting yourself on display yeah and you're putting your neuroses your depressions your whatever you're working on in a way that hopefully people can connect to that one bit of humanity you're putting out there and essentially like killing yourself to try to put this out there and to a way that like make it make sense so people can buy it and you can do this and make money and, oh. right. and you're, you're it's like fuck man you know so uh, that was maybe a or possibly a tangent to what we were talking about but kind of in the same vein yeah no i i think it i think it definitely fits it it kind of i think your vision of it reminded me of um tim bergman avici like that kid was on top of the world man like just pumping out number one after number one after number one and then he ends up committing suicide and it's like just the pressure of the artistry got to him and it it sucks because like you said you're on display and you're just constantly being told like we need the next single we need this we need that performing in front of thousands of people trying to make them feel good have a good party every night but you've got your own shit that you need to to take into account and deal with yeah, amen. Yeah, for sure. Um, another one, though, that off the, the EP will change directions a little bit because I think this one's a little bit more uh, of a positive song um, is Put Down Your Weapons, um, the most recently released uh, yeah. single. And it kind of reminded me of a little bit of there's a dead mouse song with uh, i believe it's lights that does the the vocals called uh drop your weapons but like just this to me i got the feeling of um kind of like you don't always have to be on on guard or on attack right like it you can put your stuff down and just be you can just exist yeah i think that song came the, the, definitely you hit it there and it's also like like I practice Buddhism and in Buddhism there's a concept called the ten worlds mm-hmm. which they're not actual worlds it's like the fact that you can have heaven and hell in you at the same time you know what I mean Yeah. so like at any given moment you can go through all these like life conditions basically and it was basically like the idea that like my demon is there all the time demon whatever uh, you know however we choose to phrase it right. but my darkness my fundamental darkness is there all the time and I've just got to be okay with it, it existing because also it's like it is my Buddhahood or my enlightenment and just like talking to myself so put down your weapons was like me telling myself like put down your weapons okay we don't need to fight myself and and just be okay you know um, and I, I I really like it and it, to me it was like a really nice it was just like kind, of, kind of a nice moment wrote it with my friend Tammy really quick wrote a pie in about two hours I think, 
I think this is true what I'm about to say. I think it's just the first pass of piano I did is what we kept on the recording. Very easy, um, you know, and I, it just came out. It was just like, it was clearly something I needed to say, clearly something I needed to deal with, and it just wrote itself. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it ties in, you know, like what you were saying with your, your uh, Buddhism, that like the yin and yang, right? Like there's some good in all the darkness and there's some bad in all the goodness, and like the old cliche that stars can't shine if there's no darkness like it's okay that darkness mm. exists but it doesn't mean you have to succumb to it or be drowned out by it yeah there's a quote i'm paraphrasing this right now by this guy daisaku keda a great um buddhist thinker that i'm totally paraphrasing this and it's by Nietzsche or the guy whatever basically like winter always turns into spring you know yeah like, like it's the idea that like no, in the history of time, pending the ice age, I haven't experienced that myself. Right. That winter did not turn into spring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the idea, I think that's also really great. Let's all remind ourselves that uh, 2020 is, you know, a winter that will turn into a great spring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been one hell of a winter. I mean, you know, like if we're being honest about it, but, uh, I, I think you're, I think you're right though. Like what a lot of people maybe lose sight of is that this is, even though it gets called the new normal all the time, this is not the new normal. It's not permanent. It's not going to be this way for the rest of our lives. Like we just have to get through this season, if you will. And yeah, this season is taking a year, but once we get through this season, life can kind of start to bloom and happen again, just like spring will bloom and happen. Yeah. Amen. And also they're going to need art more than ever, mm-hmm. music more than ever, creative minds more than ever, positivity more than ever, people who haven't lost it more than ever. Um, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the interesting thing. And I, I wanted to touch on this for sure. Talk a little bit about the kind of the the mindset or pressures or however you felt releasing music during, you know, quarantines and lockdowns and whatever we're going to call this, you know, era of our time. Like, you know, right. it's one thing to put out music and then go support it with shows, but not being able to go support it with shows now, it's like, okay, I'm putting out this creative project, but what am I going to do with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to begin, how weird that is. Uh, the <laughs> fact that, like, you can't do any live promo. And, you know, it's also, like, it's weird, because, like, you have, or I have a label spending money on things where I don't think I can ever recoup, you know, because there's, like, it's hard to make money this year, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, as an artist going through the process, like, do you want to release this? Do you want to do this? Um, you know, and... and going back and forth and I you know I guess we all made the decision to release this year and I'm not you know um I'm stoked that we did and I'm happy the music came out um but yeah it was rough man you know I had a great touring schedule this year or not myself but for artists that I work with right. I was doing stuff peppered in you know um and shit I miss all of it you know it's it's weird to not be able to experience music with people and yeah. do that so i don't even know i don't have a i don't have a full answer to that I'm sorry <laughs> no no you're fine um you know i for my you make the scene i do concert photography as well 
and I have shot oh, wow. one year or one concert this year. I shot uh, my buddy MC Lars up in Chicago back in February, and I've not been able to go to a show. You know what I mean? So like for me too, like yeah, I get to do these podcast interviews and all that, and and that's great, and I love talking to people and and artists and sure. all that. But there's something about the live music scene and for the people that I think that listen to my podcast or that are involved in the industry, like as cool as live streams are as cool as, you know, dropping a record is the live show is really where everybody feels that energy. Totally. Uh, I feel you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about since you know your plans kind of got shit on, uh, to put it bluntly, um, what kind of ideas do you have to support the the EP? Is there plans to do maybe some like live streaming or like you know Instagram lives or anything like that to try to at least stay in front of people to some degree? Um. Yeah, I'm doing like an Instagram or a some live stream show tomorrow. Um, and, um, I'm doing some uh, stuff like that. I'm doing some stuff like that, but not too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just so weird. I don't even know what to do. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, but, but you know, I, I've been trying to be like, I did a few things where I like set up concerts for myself. Mm-hmm. Um Set up concerts. Set up concerts for myself um, in my house. Did that, um, and you know, just trying to do as much as I can. But it's it's rough, you know. And and I think my label, you know, we're all kind of like feeling the burden of like can't spend more money to do stuff. Um, oh, sorry, I'm just switching to Bluetooth. Did, did did do you have me? Yep, you're good. Um, but yeah, so it's like. Yeah, I've done a few stuff like that, but there's not, I don't think there's heavy plans. I'll be promoting it myself next year and trying to tour a lot, obviously, you know? Right. Um, but, but yeah, I, don't, I think for this, it's just kind of like we've been doing what we can, you know? Um, with the weird social media shit. I did a Twitch concert, you know? <laughs> that was fine. Yeah. Um, and I make my living doing music direction, so, like, I've been doing concerts with fans. I did a gig last week with Fanagram where in an empty venue that we like live stream, which was like weird, you know? Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with the, the live streams, like on the fan side of things. Yeah. It's still pretty cool to see your, your favorite bands and, and things like that. But like, as someone, you know, quote unquote within the industry, I'm like, but how weird is it to just perform to a camera? You know what I mean? It, it's, you're not making a music video. There's no reactions from the fans. Like it, it's gotta be just kind of a really odd feeling, you know, where like, I think we killed that song, but I can't hear anybody yelling. So I don't know. I know we did this one fanagram thing. Cause I just play with them sometimes and help do a bunch of stuff. But we did one thing where it was just me, Josh and Sarah for Netflix. And it's like, we're just like one of the employees or whatever, like called us on the phone and we're like playing for her in the studio. Yeah. And, you know, so when we get done playing, we hear, like, one sing- single clap. We get done playing. It's, like, super emotional shit. And after they told us there was, like, 800 people on the call, and we're just like, are you fucking joking? Like, what the fuck is life? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. See, and th- I, I don't know. Like, it's it's just so weird to to me as someone that grew up in the music scene and whatnot to to think about like, okay, we're just gonna go play our hearts out. We love this music. We're gonna play it as we would normally play it, but we're not gonna get any of that instant gratification knowing that fans were singing along or you know that that everything went the way that they expected. Right, right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for my music, it's weird because I don't, I never have got, it's weird to not have played these songs ever, really. You know, I've played like a few gigs with them. And like I said, set up in my house a few times, but it's weird to not know, you know? Right. Yeah, because I mean, especially for anyone that has released music during the quarantine era, if you will, like even doing live streams, how, how do you know what songs you should be putting in your rotation or you know what I mean? Like when tours can come back, like I guess you can kind of go back and, and try to read the comments or the reactions of your live stream, but setting a set list with your new music, like to know what order it should go in or whatever is going to be just really odd. Uh, And, and probably one of the more difficult, like it's going to feel, I think for a lot of people, it's going to feel like their first show again, to some extent, like, how do we build a set list? What's supposed to be here? Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Awesome, man. I don't have much more for you. Um, I am really excited about the EP coming out because I really awesome. want people to, to hear it, you know, in its entirety Thanks. and and the way it should be heard. Um, real quick, though, let's talk a Thanks, little. Man. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about. Um, and it's kind of odd because we've kind of touched on it a, a couple times, I think, but talk about creating during this time in, in history, if you will. Um, you said you're constantly writing and stuff. Have you noticed a shift in your writing now that COVID has happened and, and quarantine and not being able to, to socially interact as much and things like that? Mm, at the top of quarantine, I was just writing a ton and was really just you know, every day collabing with people, you know, um, whatever. But I've noticed now the last few months has just been because my work's been coming back a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm so burnt all the time, just working for other musicians and doing music for people that I've, I haven't been writing as much. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think as far as concepts, concepts and stuff, yeah, I think it was more just having freedom to get darker and to whatever it is I wanted to say. And like, just, not right with the purpose being just like fuck it like i can't afford therapy let me just write some shit you know right um yeah yeah and i think you know it's one of those things where um i how do i want to put this it's one of those things where there's no rules because this has never happened before you know what i mean so like the the playing field got leveled everybody's on the same playing field so it's like if I'm going to experiment, what better time than now to experiment? Because if it goes poorly, I can just be like, oh, that was just quarantine blues or whatever, you know, like not a big deal. Kind of play it off. Yeah. I mean, also just like it, it's been leveled in the sense that like everyone's struggling. Yeah. So and we're all fucked together, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it sucks real I bad. Love, I actually <laughs> love that. Yeah. It. It's the catch twenty two. It sucks, like on yeah, personal dude. levels, it sucks. But at the same time, like at least it sucks for everybody. You know what I mean? Like 
it blows that I can't go to a concert, but at least pretty much everybody can't go to a concert, so it's not that bad. Yep, yep, amen. Yeah, awesome, man. So uh, yeah. obviously I'm going to tag all your, your socials and stuff on the podcast, but go ahead and tell people kind of where they can find you and, uh, you know, I guess we know that through the end of the year there's not a ton of plans. To be perfectly honest, most people that I've talked to don't have a ton of plans because we don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead and, you know, hit them with kind of where to find you and what to expect for the the upcoming. Well, I'm at, I'm at Sloan, S-L-O-A-N-E, songs across the board, all socials, website at sloansongs.com. Um, I'm releasing, as you said, the EP, uh, Too Young to Be Lonely, this, uh, this Friday, and there'll be some cool stuff little performance, you know, video stuff around that that I've done. And then I'm going to be releasing two acoustic versions of a song, Good at Pretending and Too Young to Be Lonely in November and December. Um, And uh, I have a cool thing coming up that I did with Fanagram, something I filmed with them will be coming up, I think, in a couple weeks. Um, So cool, a few cool things peppered throughout the year. Um, And then next year, I'm just starting the year releasing a bunch of new music, so really stoked on that and just honestly plan on just releasing a ton next year and just kind of hitting it really hard yeah awesome man well i'm excited for it um you know i'll definitely keep my eye out for the the fanagram stuff and things like that and we'll we'll help promote that and push that as well but you know i'm i'm excited for people to to check out this ep um and then obviously for new music i'm Really glad that the girls over at Big Picture hit me up about you because definitely yeah. found an artist I'm going to be following for a while. Dude, well, that means the world to me because, you know, in this fucking day and age, everyone counts. So thank you so much. Yeah, not a problem, man. I appreciate your time. Um, you know, stay safe. Do do lockdown if you're having to do lockdown or whatever. But, you know, hopefully uh, next yeah. year the world gets right and we can meet up at a show one night and, and just have a good time. I'll look forward to it. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Later. Later. And that was my conversation with Sloan. Again, guys, highly recommend you check out this EP, Too Young to Be Lonely, coming out Friday, October the 30th. Um, So just a couple days away, head over to Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever you listen to your music. And check out Sloan. Uh, Big thanks to him for being on the show. Again, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have him on the show in the fairly near future. Um, You know, we've got a lot of things in the works here at You Make the Scene, so there may be some opportunity uh, to get him back for another uh, episode. And... Let us know what your favorite song off this EP is. I'd be really interested to hear that. Um, You know, it's only six songs, so you can listen to all of them. Don't say that you didn't have time or whatever. You can get through it, I promise. But I'd love to hear people's kind of thoughts on it. Um, You know, what song hooked them, things like that. And again, for Sloan, thanks for taking the time to do the interview um, and being just very open and, you know, not not conforming to traditional answers that 
sometimes have to be given uh, being stuck in that box and only having that one conversation. Um, I appreciate his conversation on mental health. Um, you know, we didn't get crazy deep into it, but obviously it's an underlying tone through his record and his beliefs and things like that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to more conversations with him uh, in the future and, you know, for the, the podcast for sure. As for You Make the Scene News, next week is our one-year anniversary, guys. 52 episodes. Um, when I first started this, I didn't know if I was going to do it weekly, if I was going to do some, you know, weird thing like once a month or kind of how I wanted to do it. But, you know, you guys pretty much have backed me up since the start, and I really appreciate that. Um, would love for you guys to head over to youmakethescene.com slash shop, pick up some merch, show your support there as well. Make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff to Sloan, as well as to You Make the Scene. Um, our podcast is out weekly. We have some incredible guests on it. Check out our back catalog. That'll show you some of the incredible guests that we've had. And there's just more to come in the future. Um, be sure that you are following us on Instagram and liking us on Facebook to keep up to date with new episodes, uh, announcements. I also sometimes will throw out who is coming up on an upcoming show before the interview happens um, and take some fan questions to, to pass out as well. So, um, yeah, let's just keep this going, guys. You know, uh, one year down and hopefully a lot more to go. And we'll uh, take it out pretty easy today. We're going to take it out with Down From Here by Sloan. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. I'm on my way to Vegas, just trying to go somewhere where I'm nameless. Pretty close, can't call it a vacation. Just trying to stop my hands from shaking, shaking, patience. It's getting pretty hard for me to fake it. I wish someone else would take the wheel and drive I'm not sure that I'ma make it through the night
don't know why I feel so lost. I'm on a roller coaster and I can't get off. Running out of options and I just can't stop. I just can't stop. I just can't stop. Everybody else seems happy waking up with someone else. Good for them, I wish them well. Maybe I just hate myself. The south of France could be Mojave. Looks the same in Abu Dhabi. Feeling that's inside my body. Wouldn't wish on anybody. And now I'm at the top floor hotel. High up, but I'm in hell. Coming down from here. I'm only coming down, down from the top floor hotel. I'm high up, but I'm in hell. And I'm only coming down from here. And I'm only coming down, I'm only coming down from here.